Assalamu alaikum yes, warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Guys and girls, welcome back to Teeth Gem. We got your boy Fired. We got your boy Anho. We got your boy Rami. And if it's your first time here, hit that subscribe button. We are the realest podcast out here. And if you're returning, come become a Patreon. We post some exclusive content there. And that's how we know you're really part of the T3M community. Now, before we get started, guys, I know I didn't run this by you guys. This is the first time that the subscribers and viewers that are watching this are going to hear this as I tell the two boys here. But you know what I was thinking? You coming out? Well, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna all do that as as a as a three way, bro. But not not right now. I think it's we're too young in our career for that, you know. Mashallah. What I was thinking is uh, to get more controversy, we gotta have more views, right? So we'll we'll, we'll hold that off on that. What I'm trying to invite our viewers is if they have a story, if they have a revert journey that they want to share, if they have anything, bro. Islam is an all encompassing way of life, right? So. You coming into Islam, if you have some story that you want to share, you think it's going to be motivating, or you just want to come, you know, hang out with the boys, chop it up. What I was thinking is we let this open invite thing where different viewers can come, different subscribers can come. If they revert it to Islam, if they have some type of story about the journey to Islam, they share it. But then we take all the moments, all the compilations, and we can either put in one big video, something like, you know, subscribers revert stories, something like that. Or yeah. we, you know, release them one by one. Just so, you know, we could spread more message. People know that it's something normal to not have this cognitive dissonance about Islam forever and be on the fence. But just to take action and your life just goes uphill from there. Yeah, I think that's a good idea, inshallah. I agree. It would be like, it'd be a pretty sick live stream. Uh, having mm-hmm. people come on, I think it'd be pretty good. Very, uh, you know, emotionally intelligent of you, mashallah. Mm. Bro, speaking about emotional intelligence, you, you see masculinity today. And I know we dropped some episodes, uh, you know, in the last few uh, weeks that, you know, these viewers saw yeah. specifically about just being a man. And I get it, bro. There is a hardcore over agenda against men. Both of you agree. But at the same time, there's another side of that coin, right? Our viewers are talking about, oh, why don't you talk about, you know, the, the softness or the gen- gentleness of the Prophet wasallam? And it's like, we will, but, before we get into all that, you got to realize masculinity at the forefront is just being a man, right? And being a man isn't just one thing. It's not just being hard. It's not just being too aggressive. There's this whole realm of akal, of intellect, specifically emotional intelligence that a lot of people miss out on. They neglect, right? They, they see what masculinity should be from, you know, social media, uh, Hollywood, Netflix, and they think that, oh, it's supposed to be hard. It's supposed to be aggressive, blunt, disrespectful, right? That's not the way, at least for Islam, right? But it's also not to be too restrictive of yourself. Too much restraint isn't good either. That perfect balance is where emotional intelligence comes in. Rami, take it away, man. What are your thoughts on what I said so far? I want to hear it out. Yes, subhanAllah. I I agree 100%. I think it's 100% accurate, Uh, especially the fact that uh, masculinity, we're being stripped of it nowadays. And um, when we turn to society to teach us what masculinity is, but that's the same driving force that's stripping us of our masculinity. It's going to give us uh, a misconstrued version of it or something that's not even close to what masculinity is. And we're going to think that's it. Um, and I was talking about this last night with somebody. There's basically two extremes. And I think you mentioned both of them. There's the extreme of men not being masculine at all. They're just literally feminine men. They're just soy boys. And the yeah. other extreme 
is basically uh, the the men that think they're so hard, they're so masculine that they cannot be caught dead doing anything that's even re- resembles femininity in the slightest, whether it's smiling at your wife, hugging her, anything, anything small like that, they can't do it. And these are both extremes and they're both problems. I don't know which one started and birthed the other, but these are both extremes. So where the Prophet ﷺ, where did he you know, uh, draw the line? Where was he? He was at the perfect balance. And I won't say it's exactly in the middle, like half-half, obviously more masculine. But when he did kind things out of his heart that seems feminine, he did it from a masculine standpoint as a man, right? Mending his own shoes so he can use them to go out and do work and give da'wah and so on and so forth, right? Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So subhanAllah, man, it's, it's, it's really sickening nowadays. And the issue is we cannot propagate men doing feminine things before we propagate masculinity it's because when you have a masculine man he even if he has bad morals you can teach him good morals inshallah and he already has a masculinity to act on them if you take a feminine man what is he gonna do be a woman that's there's no there's no good in that even and don't get me wrong like if, if somebody's like you know a bit more soft or something that doesn't make them you know bad or less of a man or not a man it's just that the Prophet ﷺ, he said that the strong believer is better than the weak believer, but they both have khair. They both have good. So if anything, we have these two extremes. We need to tear everyone to being masculine, get them on the same masculine page, and then teach them Islam, teach them morals. So then they know that, okay, these women have a right over me. And as a man, I'm going to give them that right and I'm going to protect them. Feminine people can't do that. They're too scared. They're too cowardly, cowardly uh, to, to you know, stand up in that sense. So you can't go around to all the world and teach. It's OK to to, you know, to do this uh, feminine thing or to act this way or whatever before you teach them fundamentally masculinity as a whole and teach them Islam. And within that Islam, you'll find that it's fine to do this and to do that. And the Prophet did it and you should emulate his character. That's my uh, my general overview of it. Man, I'm going to agree with you, but I'm also going to disagree in the sense that I don't think a man should be soft. I think a man should know how to soften in certain situations, but he should never be soft. Like the soft, just listen to me. If someone says soft, if I say soft, what's the first thing that comes up in your head? Sponge. Sponge. Yeah. Sponge is soft. This (laughs) guy. me i think of a yarn ball a yarn listen when i hear soft bro i think femininity yeah i think like a woman like that caressing love that affection yeah you know that warm embrace soft bro if when a woman is embracing you like y'all's moms yeah right when your mother embraces you that's a soft embrace Mm-hmm. Like your mom, your mom ain't coming at you and like hugging you till you can't breathe no more. Nah, she's like softly hugging you with love. Yeah. At least, you know, inshallah, that's how it is. Inshallah. But like when I hear fem- when I hear soft, that's what I think of. I think of feminine. When yeah. I hear hard, I think of masculine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad. Right, but it's. Yeah, go on. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So a man should be hard by nature. Mm-hmm. But emotional intelligence comes in where it's like he should know when to soften. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's like you don't have to be uh, balls out to the wall hard all the time. Mm-hmm. Where it's like 
like you were saying, you can't smile at someone, whether that be your wife, whether that be your family member, whether that be some random stranger. Yeah. Yeah. You can't laugh. You can't enjoy conversation with someone. And yeah. bro, like, I speak from experience, man. Like I was there. I was at a point one time where I was like, I felt so soft because of what I had gone through in my childhood that I was like, you know what? I got to toughen up. I got to become hard. And then I became too hard. And like, I just didn't want to talk to anyone. I became very secluded, very isolated. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, this is no way to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me let me go a little bit at that, bro. Rami, hold your thought real quick. If you feel like you're going to forget, you can uh, you can write it down and tell us right now. But remember, man, emotional intelligence, but you got to have that intelligence too. So <laughs> shout out to Rami for uh, always remembering his thoughts, even though people cut him off. Now, with that being said, first point I wanted to make is muscle. When you think of masculinity, I think of muscle. Right, you guys might think of something else, but when you think of femininity, wallahi, bro, the second you said, what do you think of the first thing? Yeah, I said yarn ball because I'm trying to be a cornball and make a joke, but real talk, the first thing I think of when I think of femininity is skin. That's it, bro. I don't think of muscle. I think of skin. And think about it, bro. Abu American made a video about this, that <clears throat> when you think of skin anatomically, it's on top of the muscle, right? The muscle without the skin cannot function. But Without the muscle, the skin doesn't have anything to bind to. It doesn't have anything to hold on to, right? The skin is also more vulnerable to and susceptible to harsh environments, harsh climates, right? So it's a little more sensitive, right? It needs all these things like blood flow, um, proper, you know, conditioning, you know, exfoliation, hydration. It needs all these things, right, to function, just like femininity. But masculinity in and of itself is the core. It's, it's the muscle. It's the building block. It's the foundation. Without the muscle, there is no skin. But without the skin, the muscle can't thrive, right? So they're both important. And Anhel, you know, goes alhamdulillah into this, how men and women, we have both. But what he was outlining, how, you know, you, you said you were soft most of your life, right? You no. were a product of society. You were weak. Ah. No, what do you mean? That. I said that I felt soft because of the abuse that I went through. All right, so you felt soft, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You felt soft because of external conditions, because of society, because of programming, because of familial circumstances, right? Whether you were soft or you felt soft, at the end of the day, if I asked you, who are you? You'd say soft. And because of this softness, you had to go through all this hardship, all this resentment and anger. And then when you finally realized, bro, you're not really soft. Like you as a man, you're, your energy, your fitra, who you are, the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made you is hard. It's a man. Yep. But not hard in the, <clears throat> in the you know, other sense. I'm talking about you are a real man, right? So my point being is when Allah created you to be hard, a real man, and you realize that that came into you, what did you do, bro? You said you went overboard with it. You stopped smiling. You stopped, you stopped doing this. You had to act more manly and you had to make this conscious effort to always yeah, yeah, yeah. be across as a man right now in in society again what's the word for that called there's a word for it i'm not sure bro compensating compensating i would even say overcompensating but Mm -hmm. the point i'm being uh the point that i'm propagating towards is this is the three levels of manhood that i always talk about i've been preaching about this level one is on before right me before rami today now i'm playing rami before as well it's literally every man until they realize that this whole matrix blue pill propaganda that they've been taught about do this do that 
this is what, you know, basically what your mama told you, what your sisters told you, what your teachers told you, mostly women. It's a lie, bro. It's not really what reality is. You, you're literally bending over backwards to make everyone happy, right? You are literally doing everything. You're giving too much of yourself. You're putting other people first because you feel like if you don't, they're going to leave you. They're going to abandon you. Your only value is just being selfless, right? This is your ideology. Now, you then, you know, go through hardship. You go through abuse like this brother here. You go through realizations in life like this brother down here. You go through different experiences and something clicks within you. You realize, damn, bro, since I've been too weak all my life and too soft, I got to do the opposite now, right? Mm. And I get it. You do things that are completely contrary and they might work sometimes, right? Like instead of being too weak, you become too overt. You start cussing. You, t- you start being hella direct. You start being way too up in everyone's face. And I get it. Sometimes it works. Sometimes people respect that. But by and large, you're still doing it from a position of weakness. Why? The level one guy is giving too much of himself, putting everyone first, because he feels like if he doesn't, he's not valuable. That's scarcity. Level two is still scarcity, trust me, because level two, you're holding back everything because you feel like even if you give a sliver of yourself, of you know, attention, time, you smile, just like you said, people are gonna hold you, people are gonna take you for granted, bro. You you're hurt. You got this chip on your shoulder. You feel like if if you do even anything, you you give a girl um, you know, a compliment, you uh, you know, you smile at your wife, you help your friend move houses, right? You're gonna be seen weak. This is still scarcity. Yes. People will kind of, you know, respect you more than level one. They'll know you stand your ground. But it's only the insecure people that fall for you when you're level two. Because these people are insecure themselves and you at level two are still insecure. Level three, though, this is what we're talking about. Fellas and girls watching this, level three as a man is when you perfectly integrate what Rami was speaking about. It's that balance between the two. It's you're not level one because you're not giving everything. You give when you want to give. If you really like something your wife did, you compliment her. If you really want to call someone, you don't wait for them to call you like a, like a little princess that needs attention and wants them to think about them. You call them first, bro. There's no ego, right? And you're not like level two, right? In the sense that you're not holding everything back. When you want to give something, you give, right? But it's from a position of strength. If they still take you for granted, okay, then you deal with it. Call us. But you don't, you're not walking on eggshells all the time trying to not be seen like a simp, but also overly wanting to be seen like a man, right? You just become a man. You're not considered about seeming like a real man. This is level three. Level three has emotional intelligence, right? Level three puts themselves first, but only so they can eventually make sure everyone else comes with them and put other people ahead too, right? So Rami, I want you to get into that. I just want to add to that. Um, actually, first, let me say, Anhil, I'm glad you mentioned what you mentioned before, because I know there are going to pe- be people at home that have that same line of thinking, because when I say soft or hard, I'm not referring to ends of a spectrum. I'm just um, I'm referring to like a demeanor. Right. Um, and you when you said there, like a man should soften, you're talking about the demeanor. His demeanor should be able to take a soft approach in that stuff in certain situations. Right. That's what I say. That's what I mean when I say like um, has the ability to be softer, can be softer, whatever it is. Uh, so we're on the same page with that. And you you worded it a little bit better than I did. So just um, thank you for clearing it up. And um, 
Yeah, I agree 100% with what you said. It was like, I was I was having these thoughts as you were speaking, then you would say it, subhanAllah. So uh, alhamdulillah, I'm glad, you know, we're all in line with the thinking on this. Um, what was that last point you said? Because it kind of rung a bell in my head. About level three, you got to have emotional intelligence, bro. You do things out of abundance, right? Yep. Everything yes. is, is out of abundance. Level one has no purpose. They're always on their phone to text the girl back because they realize, bro, if I don't, what if she finds another guy? Yeah. Level two, you still got no purpose, bro. You're still at home, but you're purposely texting her back hours later because mm-hmm. you realize, damn, bro, if I seem too available, what is she going to do? She's going to then still leave me. Yeah. Level three, bro, you're on your purpose. You got time, you text her. You don't got time, you don't text her. Simple, bro. Yeah, 100%. Um, I agree 100%, mashallah. So, damn, what was my point? Emotional intelligence. Abundance. 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 Um, yeah, so. Take over for a second, bro. It's okay. I got my thought. I got my thought. Alhamdulillah. But uh, if you want to go, I'll let you go. I don't mind. If you no, no, go ahead. Bro. If it's okay. fresh, go ahead. So um, level one and two are still, they're not acting. They're reacting. And this is an issue because as men, as you know, people, we have to take action, right? If you live life reacting, then you'll never get ahead because you're always one step behind because you're going off of what, you know, outside is saying or someone else is doing. So when you get a message from a girl, you must immediately respond. That's your reaction right? <clears throat> this only happens when you're not taking action in life. Because if you're taking action, you get a message, okay, I'll get back to it in a second. Let me finish what I'm doing. Um, and then the other one, you're also reacting. It's just a, it's a intentional delayed reaction to it. So you seem a certain way and it's still for the perception of other people. But the third person, and I would say the top tier amongst the third people, uh, the third group would be, you know, the, the good Muslim, the person who does it for the sake of Allah. Because this person, the reason he knows he has to better himself, you know, and then help people is because he knows in stage one, when you're trying to help everyone, you're not, you don't have the foundation yourself. You can't help someone. It's like a poor person giving money they don't have to a poor person. You don't have much to offer. And this person understands, okay, I need to build myself up and put myself, uh, you know, in this position where I can help people and it doesn't hinder me. Because what's the point if you just end up burning out? And this is the emotional intelligence. It's, it's the ability to, I think, Sheikh Mikhail, if you want to shout out his book right now, go ahead. But um, this brother, mashallah, the Sheikh, mashallah. First, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move the carrots aside, bro. The ones <laughs> that are on her loves with ranch. Yeah, mashallah. You know, you know, bro. Here's the book. I have it right with me right here. Yeah. With the so this mind, book is called the heart With mind. the Heart in Mind. Yeah. The Moral and Intelligent, Moral and Emotional Intelligence of the Prophet, alayhi wa salatu wa salam. Now, this is by Mikhail Ahmed Smith, Sheikh Smith. Now, why do we find this book valuable? What are some of the gems in this book, right? A lot of people, including myself, yeah, I, went, I went into a trip to the mountains with Brother Rami. And, you know, we were, we were having just real discussions, bro, just the two of us. And a lot of the discussions led me down a path to realize that, yes, the Prophet wasallam was a man, a hard man when he needed to be. Yeah. He was also soft with Aisha radiallahu, with, with all of his wives, with all of, it, all of the people when the time permitted. But that was not his default setting, right? And I, I believe my interpretation, a lot of these hadith before you go on, they're to show that the Prophet wasallam had a normal life too, right? Shout out to Mufti Meng, bro. Yes, a lot of people think it's only about knitting. It's not. But when you see this video, I'm sure his intention was just to show people that, bro, we're normal too. We're not always here doing some other ish on these planes like Fox News wants to show you. 
we're normal people too. And if you gave us a chance, we'll show you that. But I'm sure that was his intention just to show he's a father too. He spends time with his kids too, you know, but I'll let you go on, bro. Because this book during our, during our talk, me and you, when we were in the mountains, yeah, we talked about a lot of stuff. You told me a lot of stuff that the prophet did, which I want you to get into after your point about the examples of how he had emotional intelligence, but essentially, you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong on how you can give me a two cents too, but I feel like what? emotional intelligence has more to do with your actions than your words. That's true. Did y'all go to uh, Brokeback Mountain? I don't think so. No, that's the one we're going to go, all four of us, with me, you, uh, Angel, and Gabriel. Listen, I'm not going on Brokeback Mountain, bro. <laughs> no, remember uh, Sheikh Fahad Taslim said, uh, we're going to drug you, put you on that plane? <laughs> Listen, I'm not going on Brokeback Mountain. What's wrong with that? Do you know what Brokeback Mountain is? Yeah, but, but okay, Rami, what's wrong with Brokeback Mountain? I have no idea. All right. We'll, we'll leave that out. Yeah. All right. Bismillah. Um, yeah, so I want to I wanna say what I'm going to say, inshallah. Then I want to pass it on to Anhil because I know he has some, some you know, wise words to share, inshallah. Oh, yeah. Emphasis on the wise, bro. Yeah, mashallah. So, subhanAllah. I agree. I think actions in general speak louder than words. You know, as, as the old saying goes, actions speak louder than words. And it's because leading by example is a lot better than just telling people what to do to the point where we have people saying, do as I say, not what I do, just to cover up their own, you know, slobby tendencies to, to not be a man of their word. Um, but no, leading by example is one of the best things for a person to do as a leader. Um, because this environmental psychology we have, you know, being able to perceive someone doing something says a lot more than someone saying it because it shows more than just words and meaning. It's they're going out of their way, physically putting themselves on the line to do something. And this has a whole string of, you know, maybe it's courage, bravery, emotions behind it. And you can look at this person and say, subhanAllah, they're actually doing this. And just seeing that will motivate you a lot more than just hearing about it. Uh, because you get to see it in real time. So that's why in general, actions are speak louder than words. And the Prophet ﷺ was the best in this, right? He was the best in this. And not only did he advise beautifully, وسلم, but he was obviously, like Aisha says, عنها, the Quran in, in human form, right? The person who obeyed the Quran to the T. And seeing that in action, subhanAllah, you know, the Sahaba, عنهم, they actually obviously had the greatest example for them. So subhanAllah, Emotional intelligence, the way Sheikh uh, uh, Mikael breaks it down is to four categories. One, it's, it's recognizing emotion, being able to say this person's upset or they're happy or they're mad or they're excited. Um, understanding the emotion, understanding where it could come from, right? Why they may feel this way. If I say this, will it make them feel worse? You know, what can I say to make them feel better? Um, uh, using the emotion to bring about positivity in the person positive change in the person for example if a person passes away encouraging them to to give sadaqah in their in that person's name is increasing them you know increasing them in good right? and a person may be more inclined to do that in that state out of you know out of the emotion and then four is one of the most important ones is regulating your own emotions being able to control and regulate your own emotion people men don't understand how important this is if you cannot do this I, as a young man, I'm going to say you cannot call yourself a man if you're not able to do this because you're just basically going berserk. 
if you believe masculinity is is control and power you're essentially powerless when you get emotional because you just go berserk you don't have control of yourself so people think men think that being masculine is when you get angry you you hit things that's the most uh, I, I don't want to say most feminine thing to do and refer to kind of uh, jordan peterson saying that masculinity is is um order and femininity is chaos or, but he has statistical research to back that up but it's, it's just not very masculine of you to do so regulating your own emotions is one of the most important aspects and once you get that down you can work on the other steps and, and you know see the process that i said him and how he regulated his emotions and how he um motivated people with their uh their emotions for example um he noticed and this is all from sheikh uh, mikhail and he gave a lecture on it inshallah I, uh, if you want to go watch it go watch it it's two parts i think he mentioned that one one of the wives of prophet said um she you know was laying with him and then she you know her period hit and she had to go kind of sneak out of bed to go get cleaned up and stuff and the prophet said him noticed that she was kind of subtly sneaking away and um he said, when you, you know, when you, when you're finished, when you come back and, and come back close to me, come even closer to me, because in that state, she may feel a bit impure. Like maybe I shouldn't be close to him. Prophet he knew that he sensed it from her. And he's like, when you're done, come back and get even closer to me to make her feel, you know, loved and appreciated. It's small things like that, that go, you know, the extra mile. Jordan Peterson talks a lot about people need such little motivation in life. They need such little motivation. And if you can't even give that how are you going to call yourself a leader, let alone a man, right? And uh, another example I want to give is, you know, the one we all know when the Prophet ﷺ was eating with Aisha radiallahu anha uh, and she would drink from the cup, he would turn it to drink from the same spot, right? This is not a mm. word. He didn't have to say anything. He just did something subtle. But obviously it filled her, it filled her heart with love. A more uh, critical example would be when uh, a woman, uh, her son died. And the Prophet said, I forgot what he said, but he went up to her when she was crying at his grave and he said something. And she yelled at the Prophet. There are ayat in the Quran saying, don't raise your voice to the Prophet. Right. And the Prophet said, he didn't pull this out and say, you don't yell at me. I'm the Prophet. Right. He walked away. He knew this is not the time. And he walked away. And as men, we need to know sometimes the one to walk away. Another big thing. But this this just shows how deep this entire um uh, practice is so once you understand emotional intelligence as, as a general you know mechanism or uh, general concept and you understand the four things that i mentioned um then once you have these mechanisms down you'll you'll operate a lot better in life mm-hmm. uh, hey, yo subhanallah bro Allah, y'all know about when uh the prophet sallallahu wife aisha radiallahu would would be a little you know displeased with him angered just emotional not really feeling a hunter with him yeah. she would she would call when she would refer to um i believe it was when she was referring to allah she would say the the lord of uh ibrahim yeah but when she was pleased with him when she was feeling good with him she would refer to allah as the lord of you know the yeah. right like, it's like little things and he would be aware of these things and you know he would say, oh, you're upset right now. And she would say, uh, what do you mean? How do you know I'm upset? And he would say, oh, because you, you refer to Allah as the Lord of Ibrahim, right? Or me and you were talking about this, this lady that would walk, the old lady that would walk with uh, the Rasulullah, right? So she was walking with uh, the Messenger of Allah. And what was she telling him? So so first, I want to start from the beginning. So she was carrying no, some no, items. Bismillah. 
Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. So she was an elderly lady, I believe an older lady, and she was carrying some items. And the Prophet went to help her carry the stuff. So he, he helps her carry the stuff and he's walking with her to wherever she's heading, maybe her house, to help her drop the stuff off. And the whole time, she's talking about this man named Muhammad, who's this horrible person who's coming to ruin our way of life. And he's lying about all this stuff and he's this and that. And he's just, she's just talking ish about him. And he's right there. So, <clears throat> pardon me. He's right there, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And uh, she didn't know that this was, you know, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Do you want to finish off the story? Go for it, man. Take it away. All right. So as they're walking and she's talking, you know, all this, all this ish about this man named Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now the prophet just sits there listening to him. He walks with her or we're listening to her. He, he's walking with her, just listening to her. And, you know, by the time they're finished, she's like, oh, you know, I didn't, I didn't get your name. What's your name? And he's like, I'm that Muhammad that you were talking about, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And just imagine the emotion that she felt in that moment. Like, I think this guy is such a horrible person, right? I think he's a horrible person. But the whole time he was listening to me talk all this ish about him. And he didn't she, say a she word. She that day, right? Yeah. And then, she, and then I hear that she accepted Islam afterwards. Subhanallah. Allah. And that's all through conduct, bro. Exactly. Not through words, not through... Forcing people to see your way. Like, I get it, bro. A lot of the time when people accept Islam, I know a lot of people, bro, that if you're watching this, I'm not attacking you. This is just people in general. When they accept Islam, they have this superiority complex. I get it. You should be proud. You should be happy that you found the truth. But it's like, think about it, bro. We went all out of the womb like that. You too were once in a phase of your life where you didn't know the truth, where you were searching, you were lost, like, Anha was mentioning, we are lost till we find Islam, till we find Allah. Yeah. And you were there too. I was there too. We were all there more times than not. Yeah. So how are you going to act like now you find it so you're holier than thou and you judge other people and you make them feel bad and you make them feel bad for, let's say, drinking, smoking. Yeah, I'm saying these are sins. We all know that. But it's like there's a way to get them away from these sins. You don't shame them. You don't be aggressive and hostile and make them feel bad. Then they're just not going to accept it. Right, there's a way to bring them closer to the truth. Right, if you feel if you see a brother that's let's say I don't know doing something that's haram, listening to music, watching porn, whatever you want to call it, there's so many things that are you know permissible. There's a few things that are impermissible. So if he's doing or she's doing one of these impermissible things, there's a way to you know carry yourself to get them away from these things, right? Yeah, and also, bro, shout out to Rami for going in on episode number five where we talked about the origins. And the story of the Prophet ﷺ. So much more to tell. People spend their lives dedicated to this topic. But I don't I don't get it, man. Why is it one of our least viewed episodes? So if you guys want to learn more about the Prophet, ﷺ, um, I'm sure so many people, you know, accepted Islam after the episode, got closer to Allah, got closer to understanding the Prophet. And Rami broke everything down so beautifully. There's so many stories in that. So if you guys want to watch it, click on episode five. We'll put it somewhere here or down in the description. And yeah, man, let's continue. Inshallah. Anhil, man, I promise to give it off to you. And it was a bit delayed, but I want to hear uh, what you wanted to say. Dude, I don't even know. Like, yeah. I have nothing to say right now. SubhanAllah. Okay, we were talking about, it was before emotional intelligence, I think. It was about the three stages. You remember? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Do you remember what you were going to say after that? Three stages. I do not. It's okay. My bad, man. I'll pass it off sooner, inshallah. 
But um, subhanAllah. So <clears throat> why do you think we're lacking emotional intelligence today? Why do you guys think we're, we're missing character and, and mannerisms these days? Mm, I'll go first. Remember the whole three levels I talked about? Yeah. There's stages. When you play a video game, you don't go from level one to three. Mm-hmm. Right? I would say most people are sheep. They're blind. They've lost the dean. They've lost any sense of reality of this red pill, which basically means reality, not no filter, right? Mm-hmm. They're level one. And most people die in the state of level one. This is a shame because how would you have emotional intelligence, bro? When all you're doing is just trying to please other people. You don't even have a law first and foremost, right? So at the end of the day, I feel like this is a big reason why a lot of people lack in emotional intellect. And if they do get to level two, it's still reactionary, right? It's not Islamic masculinity. That's why they still lack it because they're like, no, I got to be cold. I got to be bitter. I got to be always walking around me mugging, right? But the few people that get to level three, I don't think they lack it, bro. Yeah. And my last reason before Angela answers and gives us two cents of why people are lacking emotional intelligence today is because people around them and most people are not carrying themselves with conduct with morale right i get it it's victim blaming but at the end of the day if that's all you see doesn't that make a a feedback loop and then go into the next generation and the next right people are seeing men lose their temper you know women not being women men not being men so how could they have emotional intelligence right 100 percent 100%. 100%. I feel like that's why, alhamdulillah, just the three of us being friends makes us better people because we pick up on, you know, whatever khair or good that the other person has, subhanAllah. And I saw that a lot with the with the trip to Banff, alhamdulillah. It was honestly really life-changing for me. But Anhil, Habibi, take it away. I had to say what I was going to say, man. Damn, so you're just we saying... We lack, yeah, we lack those role models from the beginning. Yeah. Whereas, like, if we have those clear-cut role models, and I'm not just talking about men, I'm talking about women as well. If we see what an actual man is and we see what an actual woman is and we see these dynamics at play where you can have, like, a father and a mother, but, like, a proper father and a proper mother. Yeah. And then you go out into your school and you also see uh, proper examples. Like, I feel like that would just naturally develop men into being men and women into being women. You know what I'm saying? Versus like a man having to decode the system and then figure it out. Like what? 20s, 30s, 40s. Dude, some, some guys are like 50 years old. Still don't understand this. Yeah. Subhanallah. Mm -hmm. What, what what are we going to do about it? I'm 50. What, how do you parent? I I didn't, I can't parent because I had a bad dad. What are we going to do about it? We'll answer all these questions, guys, because at the end of the day, people are people are triggered. People are wondering, okay, like how can I how can I be a good parent if I would never had a good parent, right? How can I be? Why should I learn how to be a good parent if I don't have kids myself? Reality is, more times than not, you will one day, and you only get one shot at it, right? That's the thing with parenting. It's once it's done, once they're grown up, if you didn't push them off to the point where they leave you, you know, inshallah, they won't then they're just not going to be close to you. You want a friend in your kids and you want a friend in your parents, right? You want a mom and dad, not just a biological father and a biological mother, right? If any. So inshallah, do you two think we should get brother Gabriel Gabriel, or brother Abu to make a, an episode? Since they're actual fathers, bro, they have kids, they have multiple kids. 
And we talk about, you know, how to be a proper father yeah. to men or to boys and to girls. Yeah. I think that's something uh, we should get them on for. A hundred percent. A hundred. And the viewers, if you, if you guys agree, put that in the, in the description down below. Uh, hashtag parenting. If, if you made it this far and you think we should bring them back for this episode. No, we're not even done. And you're already saying if you made it this far. 100%. Well, some people just go through the timestamps and see what they like, you know? That's so true. if they write it down, we'll know the real ones. Watch it. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. SubhanAllah. Um, but yeah, just having <clears throat> that, um, you know, that role model, like we mentioned before, seeing it in action is so much greater than reading about it or, or you know, hearing about it. Because a lot of the time when you see things, you know more of the context, right? Than if you just read about something. For example, if you read about the process and I'm saying something, you don't know the exact context in which you said it, how many people were there when you said it, if it was to one person or an entire group of people. Um, if there was, if it was a response to a question, sometimes you don't even know that, um, how he acted, the way he said it, the tone he had, things like that, right? All these things that are missing, you know, if you were there to, to witness it yourself. That's why the science of hadith is so um, in depth and specific and it must be done by you know specialists who know you know uh the, the backgrounds behind these things because the other hadith and, and so on and so forth and the authenticity and stuff but if you see it yourself your brain is processing so much more that you may not even think about you know at the forefront but it's there and you realize it and you recognize it and you internalize it that's why leading by example is so important and the fact that we lack that is such a big problem because the Prophet it says in the Quran that he is an example, right? He's the perfect example. And the Sahaba, radiallahu anhum, why do you think they were the greatest generation? Because they had the, the greatest creation, sallallahu alayhi wa And why do you think the greatest generation after that, uh, or the greatest generation was um, like after the Sahaba, were the ones after them, their children, and then their children? Because they had the, the closest uh, timeline to the Prophet they were closest to him and the people who were closest to him and the people that were closest to them right and nowadays fast forward 1400 years you know from from then we've lost a lot of that and it's because we don't have that that character we don't have those role models so and this is what I've been trying to say more recently when I talk about it we need role models like I'm talking about you you two and myself and all the other da'is all the other Muslims we need to be those role models um, for these people, we need to, you know, try and emulate the, the Prophet as much as possible and, and be these role models that we didn't have ourselves. <clears throat> I think that's, that's fundamentally important for all the Muslims. 100%. Bro, let me explain this mm -hmm. for people if they didn't catch on to this in the uh, video we did with Gabriel and Abu American, which Rami wasn't there because me and Faya talked him in the night before. We are creatures of observation. The moment we were born, as babies, what did we do? Like, yeah, we cried. Yeah, we ate. Yeah, we, you know, we, we pooped. I'm not going to say the other word I was about to. I'm not going to say it. But we were just observing everything. And when we observe, we're processing all this stuff that's coming in like a computer. And like, as we get older, the things that we're observing we start to emulate. And then as we emulate, we start to kind of like develop our own little uh, style, our own little personality, our own little way with it. But in reality, we are just a combination of things that we have observed, processed, and are now emulating. 
So it's like if, if you can understand that, then you understand how important it is to have these role models in your life at all stages. Doesn't matter when you're a baby. Doesn't matter if you're 50 years old at all stages. And you have to understand, too, in order for you to be the best role model. Number one, you have to work on yourself. You got to be the best version of yourself if you want to be the best role model. And number two, if you want to be the best role model, like you have to learn to follow before you can lead. And that's something that was like real hard for me to accept because I, I used to think to myself, like, nah, I'm not a follower, I'm a leader. But it's like, dude, we were all followers before we became a leader. And the best leaders in this world were followers before they became a leader. 100%, man. Yo, real quick, the, the whole point you made about uh, monkey see, monkey do, creatures of observation. How many parents do you know that tell their kids to do one thing, but then they don't practice what they preach? And then they get butthurt when their son or daughter isn't doing what they're telling them because they don't realize your daughter, your son, they don't care about what you say. What do they see you do? Oh, uh, don't drink. You know, drinking is bad. And they, they somehow stumble into your room and they find liquor in your locker, in your closet, right? You really think they're going to listen? Or, you know, don't cuss. You're too young. Cussing is bad. And then they, they go and they, you know, they have a foul mouth, right? The, the kids aren't going to listen, bro. Shout out to you for almost cussing but stopping yourself because, bro, this ain't Patreon. <laughs> you feel me? We can't be, can't be too like that. Yeah, but, uh, Hard, it's bro. hard bro i get it it's a personal battle for me too but at the end of the day one thing with parenting you know because that's going to be a whole other episode is you can't be out here and this is not just parenting in general you got to practice what you preach right um in the quran there's a verse that says uh you you admonish others for for sinning for doing these for doing that yet you forget it yourselves and you read the book like come on like how are you gonna be out here preaching and and saying this saying that judging putting up this front but it's like behind closed doors you're not praying you're not you know you're not you're eating when you're supposed to be fasting come on yeah. right and and i get it bro you're probably doing these things because you saw x y and z or your parents doing these things growing up but come on you're past 13 allah's gonna hold you accountable you know yes don't lead others astray but keep yourself on the straight path first yeah 100% Hundred percent. Facts. That's facts, dude. Bro, just think about this. If we break it down in a very simple example, let's say someone's playing basketball. All right, it, they're gonna look at like their favorite basketball player. Let's say their favorite basketball player is Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace, man. Rest in peace. Let's say their favorite basketball player is Kobe Bryant, and now they are trying to emulate Kobe Bryant's moves, Kobe Bryant's mindset the way Kobe Bryant trains every single day, eight to 10 hours a day. It's like, they will come very close. I'm not going to say they're going to become Kobe Bryant because there's only one Kobe Bryant. Right? But they will become themselves. Like, they will become the greatest version of themselves. But they were only able to do so because they follow, they observe, they monkey see, monkey do. Yeah. And like, bro, even think about it too, where it's like they tell you, oh, if you want to get better, like, bro, let's say, you want to be a, a better fighter. Let's say you want to be a better uh, basketball player, uh, baseball player, soccer player, whatever it is, whatever it is that you're doing. Let's say you want to be the better version of yourself, the best player that you can be. 
Are you going to become the best player you can be by playing with trash people? Or are you going to be the best player you can be by playing with people who are better than you and you get humbled and you get beaten all the time, but you're constantly observing, seeing all their moves, bro, the way that they process things, the way that they act and the way they do things to where it's like, dude, you're going to get to another level where you probably would have never gotten there if you were playing the sorry people. Yeah, that's 100% true. That's facts. That's something that you told me, uh, I think, on a call uh, a month or two ago. And it's so yeah. true. It's so true. Yeah. yeah, And you can see this in all aspects of life. If you, if you do things with the greats, you know, um, even if you're getting humbled, right? Every time you get humbled, every time you lose, you're learning from that, right? The, the old saying, win, uh, win or learn, right? You never lose. You win or learn. Um, it, it's so true. It's a pound of law. But the real losers are the ones who don't have that mindset, right? The real losers are the ones who don't have that mindset. What's the point of being um, at the top of the lowest competition, right? You get a false sense of superiority. Um, you're, not really, you know, you're not really improving yourself. Uh, and that's, that's maybe it's, it's arrogant. Maybe it's narcissistic. Maybe it's, it's whatever you no, want. No, bro. Nice facts. You're right. You want to be king of the jungle or you want to be king of the world? Exactly. Like you, you could surround yourself among the weakest people, right? Yeah. Let's be honest, bro. And I'm going to make a generalization, so trigger alert, but every single viewer should be able to relate to this. You are definitely, probably, the most, you know, trying to be closer to Allah out of all of your peers, trying to be uh, stronger mentally, trying to be smarter, doing something with your life. You are more, more oftentimes not, more likely than not, that person that other people, your friends are looking up to. You are most probably not, most likely not, the worst of your peer group. Why? Because it's uncomfortable to position yourself where you're making less money than those around you, where you're not in school and everyone else is in school, where everyone else is getting trying to get closer to Allah and spread the message of Islam. And, you know, you don't want to be that person that's less because your ego will know that in this mental hierarchy, you are beneath everyone. But it's only putting yourself constantly around those that are better than you that you can climb that ladder. You know, but two examples, man. I remember when I first started playing Call of Duty and like my boys here, y'all know, y'all know we play Call of Duty every now and then. Yeah. But um, when I first started playing, like I think I was a kid, man. Like, I was afraid to like play online multiplayer because like everyone was so much better and like I, I didn't want to die all the time. So I just started playing with bots. And like bro, I did the same I, thing. Bro, I played I played with bots for like I think a week and I was like, ooh, like I'm good, bro. I'm good. Like I was like beating all the butts. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready for uh, multiplayer. And then when I played online, bro, I think I went like zero and seventeen, bro. <laughs> Let me be honest, you probably didn't even use veteran bots. Nah, they were on recruit. <laughs> same same here, bro, because you want that false sense of security. You probably had yep. like two hundred and all. Yeah. And at the end of the day, what is that gonna do? Because you know Nothing. in the back of your mind, you're being a wuss because there's this whole world of actual players with better KDs than you. And you're yep. choosing to take the easy route, right? That's facts. Yeah, bro. you can be a king of a little hill, but wouldn't you be the king of the mountain? Is it going to yep. take more work? Yeah. Is it harder? Yeah. But won't more people see you when you're up there? Yeah. So won't you have yep. more limelight and spotlight to spread the message of Islam, positivity, whatever you want to do with your life? Of course. So yep. do the work, bro. And for men watching this, you don't peak nearly as, as fast as women, right? Women are at their peak, at their best, at their top, you know, 
best version of themselves way earlier than men. They, they start puberty before us. Their, uh, their, you know, biological peak is earlier too. You know, you can watch a, a video about Sajid, um, Brother Sajid, which, uh, you know, Alhamdulillah, he's doing really good for the community. And he talked about, you know, message to Muslim women. Very good video um, if you want to get more info on that. But men don't peak till they're 30. So don't, don't be 30 only having played with recruit bots, wondering why you're not good, right? Realize it's okay. It's going to take time, right? Bro, I'm 23. Rami is 20. Angel is 26. We are nowhere near our peak. And it's okay. But are we doing things about it, little things every day, day in and day out? Of course. But do we realize we're not all going to be that friend you were talking about that's 20 years old or, or your age or our age has his life together, financially free, can retire right now. We're not going to be that, right? Um, quick, uh, quick sneak peek right now. Uh, we're going to upload a video on finance coming up real soon. So if you also made it this far, type in hashtag Bitcoin. <laughs> Inshallah. Um, Inshallah. This, this really, this really ties into a, a video the Onhill's working on, which I'm not going to spoil now. Um, but I want to shout it out because when he told me about the the concept behind it, subhanAllah, it's so fundamentally important. And again, Bro, I'm go ahead and go ahead and shout it out. I was like, what now? Like, what are you talking <laughs> about? I'm not working on a video right now. <laughs> but uh, I remember I told you, go ahead. Yeah, it didn't drop yet, right? Nah, I haven't made it, but I don't mind if we talk about it here. All right, subhanAllah. Then, man, you tell, you tell, me, you tell us about it. Tell us about the acronym. Well, hold up. What does the acronym stand? Like, what is it? Uh, what are you trying to relate it to or like connect yeah. it to? Yeah. So I feel like a lot of people are going to to you know hear this that we should aim to be at the top, right? And they're gonna instantly be like, maybe I shouldn't, and they're gonna lose before they even start. Mm. Um, but then I thought about what you told me. You know, decide, make the plan, and just go all out. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 So. Let me let me break this down. Let me uh reverse engineer yeah. a little yes. bit here for a second. So what we were talking about was emotional intelligence. And then we were saying how like, okay, well, emotional intelligence comes from proper role models, proper men and proper women. And then it goes into the fact, okay, how do you become a proper man? How do you become a proper woman? That's being the greatest version of yourself. But now in order for you to be the greatest version of yourself, you have to have... Um, we all know what the purpose of this life is, but you have to have something else that like you, you're doing in this life that you're aiming towards a passion that you're striving for and that you're working towards every single day. You know what I mean? Like whether you're a man or a woman, both are going to be different, but you still need to have a passion. You need to have something that you're going towards because that's going to ultimately give your life this, uh, I guess, grounding fulfillment. fulfillment. Uh, it, it just makes it all connect together, piece together perfectly. You know what I mean? Like you, you can't have, you can't be a proper man and you can't be a proper woman if you have no purpose. It also gives you, you money, bro, so you can survive. Facts, facts. It gives you money, but it goes without saying that you need that purpose. So first off, find out what it is that's your purpose. What are you going to do? So we'll, we'll use a very simple example here. Let's say someone wants to be a professional basketball player. Okay. This is where you got to ask yourself, okay, now I want to be a professional basketball player. How am I going to be a professional basketball player? 
And that's where the acronym uh, DRSS comes in. It basically means uh, decide. So you've already decided. You've already decided, okay, I want to be a professional basketball player. But you have to really decide. You have to be 100% and it. it can't be like, oh, I kind of want to do this, but I kind of want to do this over here. No, it has to be like, look, this is what I want to do, and this is what I'm going to do 100%. So you decide, then you reverse engineer. So with the reverse engineering, you are basically imagining yourself as if you were already that professional basketball player. And then you start breaking it down step by step as to how you got there in the best possible way that you can. It might not be 100% it, but it's going to give you some framework. It's going to give you something to uh, follow. You know, it's going to give you some kind of direction, some path here. And then that'll lead you to where it's like, okay, well, now I know what steps I have to take. And now once you know what steps you have to take, you got to decide, you got to reverse engineer. Now you have show up. Because right? a lot of times you're going to feel emotional. You might feel like, oh, man, I, I want to get a few more hours of sleep. Um, ah, you know what? Like, I want to spend time with my girl today. Or I want to I wanna play some video games. I just want to relax. I don't want to do anything today. You know what? I'm really depressed. I'm really sad. Or I'm really anxious or something like that. I, I, I don't want to train. I don't want to do this today. Right? Like, you have to show up. No matter how you feel, no matter what's going on in your life, you have to show up. All right, and then once you show up, all right, you got three here. You got the DRS. The last one is show out. Because once you show up, bro, you show out. You do the best that you can. And even if it's not 100%, it's better than if you were sitting at home doing nothing. And it's always a step in that, in that direction to, bro, before you know it, you're a professional basketball player. And before you know it, you are a proper man or a proper woman. Yeah. And before you know it, now you are this role model. Yeah. Everyone else in your life. A hundred percent, subhanAllah. I'm glad you 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 really linked it back to the core um of being a role model at the end, subhanAllah. Because I was gonna say the reason uh I you know I inquired about this uh during the recording during this podcast is is because um it, it, you have to be really mentally strong to be able to do that, right? Anyone can tell themselves that okay, no matter how I feel, I'm gonna do it. But when the time comes, you actually have to be that person. You have to be that man or woman that actually shows, you know, shows up and then shows out on top of it. Because the first thing I thought of was, okay, yeah, maybe I'll, uh, I'll go to uh, my my jujitsu class or whatever I'm doing. I don't do jujitsu yet, but inshallah soon. Uh, you know what? Inshallah, you know, whatever I'm doing, but I'll just be a bit sloppy. I'll be a bit lazy, right? My mind will be preoccupied. But to then show out, meaning, you know, you give it your all and stuff. That's a whole other level of strength. And you need that emotional, uh, emotional intelligence, essentially, because uh, you need to, to be able to regulate your own uh, emotions, whether it, it, it's, you know, sadness, depression, grief, anxiety, whatever it is, you need to be able to regulate those unless it's like some severe disorder and you need, you know, actual help. Um, I'm not replacing this any, you know, professional advice or anything. But if you're not at that point, then you regulate those emotions. And just like the brother said, you get to a point where now people are, are looking up at you and looking towards you for inspiration. You can inspire others. SubhanAllah. Fundamentally yeah. important. Dude, and on a side note, yeah, if you just show up, dude, yeah. magic happens when you show up. Mm. Like, even if you're not doing anything, even if you just show up, like, let's say you just 
stupid tired. Like, bro, your body's just so sore and you know you need to recover. You know you can't train right now. Mm-hmm. If you still show up to your training, but you don't train, you're just sitting there watching and observing, ooh, bro, like so much more could happen that you wouldn't have been exposed to if you didn't show up. That's facts. That's facts. I've had a lot. 100%, man. Showing up is half the battle. Yeah, that's true. Yes, that's sir. true. Yeah, it's found a lot. Um, you want to wrap it up? Yeah, yeah, inshallah. I was just going to say it leads back to um, uh, environmental psychology, just being in that, you know, that situation and seeing these things, uh, you know, will we'll do you wonders. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a part of the reason why fleeing from the battlefield is one of the worst things, because not only are you running away, you're showing everyone else that maybe it's OK to run away. You see one person run. You know, I was, actually, I was out with a group of friends, uh, you know, in my Jahiliya days. And um, we were out Friday Night Lights, Fayad, if you remember that. The football games and all that stuff. St. Marcellinus and, and the, you know, all that stuff. And the police usually pull up because people are usually doing some dumb things. One guy starts running. The full group of 30 men start just bolting it. They start sprinting. <sighs> Nothing's even happening. Imagine on a battlefield, subhanAllah. So, you know, it, it goes to show you really need to, uh, to surround yourself with good people, inshallah. So may Allah make us, um, you know, good people, surround us with good people, and make us leaders for the righteous and make us good role models and allow us to emulate the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and make us, you know, the best of men and the best of women. I mean, I mean, I mean, bro, to tie off your point, people got to just do the damn work. Yeah. Do what you said you were going to do. Write it down and follow through. Too many people are not following through. Look at the Battle of Uhud. Wonderful example of, you know, a, a, a fight that we lost as Muslims. There were, we were supposed to be, uh, there were some, some archers, right? They were supposed to, they, they knew that there was a role. They had to be archers, but it's like, they then decided, oh no, we should not do this. Or it's, it's you know, we already won. Or, you know, when, when you have this false pretense that you don't have to do what you got to do, bro, come on, things only go south. Good example of this is if you write things down that you got to do the next day, you wake up the next day and you're like, oh, it's, it's it's raining outside i'm cold or i don't want to leave the bed or you know i'll just do this the next day and like the next day i'll do that day's things and today's things and i'll combine these things come on you're you're only setting yourself up for failure right it's always like first thing you wake up in the morning you're in an altered state right you're in an altered state of neurochemistry like Anna says you it's i'm not gonna say you're as if you're under the influence of a drug but it's like the next worst thing right because the first few seconds when you wake up you're out of you're out of tune you're, you're not grounded when you were sensical the night before you set out to do these things and that's the real you the real you would follow through with these things right but in the morning i get it you're not you're not all there so you kind of make rationalizations to why you shouldn't do this common reason why people always sleep through alarms right because if only they knew the night before they would have woken up but they don't know how they're going to feel in the morning right yeah, so 100%. also why people Dude. do dumb things when they when they're under the influence or they they're drunk or high. You get what I mean. So yeah. when you're in a proper state, set guidelines, set boundaries, things to do, and it doesn't matter how you feel in the moment. Follow through. It doesn't matter if you got to do something. You got if you are at a position in a battle, that's you. Don't try to be something else. Don't try to identify something else. Be the best that you could be mm-hmm. with the role that Allah gave you based on your sex, based on your um, circumstances, based on your abilities, talents, whatever Allah has blessed you with. Allah has always, Allah has blessed everyone with something. Wouldn't you guys agree? 100%. It's just a matter till we find it and then thrive. 100%, yeah. Yo, on a side note, 
My bad, Rami. I'm gonna cut you off here. No, but um, on a side note, it's real interesting that um, if you focus your effort, your attention only on one thing throughout the entire day, do you know that you will dream about that thing? Yeah. You ever had it where like you you were just so obsessed about something? Maybe it was like some girl, maybe it was uh, some video game, some TV show, or something like that. And it's like you spend the entire day. Just focus on that. And then when you went to sleep, it's like you actually dreamed about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bro, when I was doing uh, the dopamine detox for the first time, and like literally like my whole day consisted of just martial arts, martial arts, martial arts, martial arts, bro. And it's like, I think I would spend maybe like 30 minutes or an hour working. You know, mashallah, bro. Alhamdulillah. But the entire day just doing martial arts. And bro, I would go to sleep and I would dream about martial arts. I would wake up out of my sleep doing like a, a kick or something like that. Like y'all felt that, didn't you? Did y'all feel that right there? <laughs> Bro, I would wake up like doing a kick or I would wake up like punching the bed or something like that. It it just goes to show how like we can affect our sleep and our, our sleeping mm-hmm. pattern and what we dream about to where it's like, okay, you said, oh, you wake up and you're kind of out of it. Mm-hmm. Bro, like, I would wake up and I was alert, bro. I was alert. Mm-hmm. I was on it, bro. Have you looked into the psychology of day residue? Day residue being the things that we accumulate through the day that stays, you know, resides in the back that we dream, right? It all goes through your focus. Well, on how saying, if you're consumed with one thing, that's going to be, you know, how you affect your subconscious mind, right? Yeah. It's not going to be through, you know, big things. It's the little things, right? Because there's many little things, right? Quick point I want to I wanna mention right now. Um... I feel like every human being should know what the Prophet looks like. And a lot of you didn't know, but it's possible we see the Prophet in a dream. It is very possible that we can see him in a dream, right? Rami, why should we even see him in a dream? SubhanAllah. Seeing the Prophet in a dream, if you see him, you know, as he is, as he's described, um, then you've seen him. Prophet said, if you've seen me in a dream, then it was really me. So if you see some guy like low riding or like, you know, smoking or drinking it and he says the Prophet said, it's not it's him. shaitan, this guy. It's yeah. hundred percent. Um, but seeing the Prophet in a dream is one of the most beautiful blessings, you know, you, you could get from a dream. Um, I've never had one. Inshallah, one day may Allah, you know, bless us all with that. Um, I've heard stories of like young girls and, and like, like little kids and all these people, subhanAllah, that seem, see the Prophet in a dream. But one of the greatest blessings, man. Imagine seeing him. Yeah. yeah there is a book thousands of people have read this book all it is is a compilation of hadith that describe his appearance mm. talking about his seal talking about his height talking about his beard his hair everything to the core de- degree of any type of physicality that you can imagine yeah even his walk even non-physical things now so many people have read this before bed numerous times and then they dream about the prophet sallallahu and it's an amazing feeling bro so you know yeah inshallah in jannah we're, we're chilling with the prophet sallam, he's telling us stories about everything but come on we could do this now at the very least even if you don't dream and you're not capable of achieving that which again it's all through allah you'll know what he looks like you'll, you'll you have this mental prototype of of the prophet anyway why not see if how we actually look like aligns with that and what's surprising is most people have told me after reading this book the picture they had of the Prophet Ooh, yeah. already looked like y'all froze big time. Really? You're Me frozen. and Rami have been fine. 
Yeah. Maybe you're lagging out. Maybe you're lagging, bro. We can, we we saw your profile picture and then you just offed it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you can hear us anymore. I don't yeah. think. Yeah. Am anyway. I frozen? Yeah, you're you, frozen. You, we can't see you, but oh, your audio is bad too. <laughs> Yo, with that being said, uh, uh, Rami, let's uh, tie off your point then and just end this call. Inshallah, inshallah. But were you, did you finish saying what you're saying? First, I want to get that book, inshallah. So please forward it to me. But yeah. Oh, bro, I'll just put I'll put the PDF in the description. Okay, inshallah. I'll put it for everyone watching. So come on, man. Y'all have four hashtags right now. You got you got the, the Bitcoin one, you got the the you know hashtag level three if you made it this far. Also throw in another hashtag, which was the first one. And this last one, if you truly made it to this point, Anna's already here. Hashtag profit. Right. And at the end of the day, if we have, like, for me, it's just a personal goal, bro. If I see a dream of the Prophet, bro, I'll know. And the people that, that, that have had it, subhanAllah, man. I know what is so fun. Okay. <laughs> Perfect timing, man. You saw make that make that stupid face, bro. And then just, yeah, yeah, yeah. what is this? <laughs> subhanAllah. But uh, all right. Well, it's T2M now. Uh, with that being said, may Allah Allah see the Prophet Sallam in a dream. Uh, yeah, Jazakallah Khair for joining us for this episode. Um, I think it's fundamentally important this one as well. Um, but yeah, may Allah bless you all. With that being said, Allahumma atina fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa kina adhab nar. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam.